Hey guys, I am here with my first solo bonus episode, and I'm super excited about this for a few reasons. First of all, a few of you have commented that you really love hearing from other moms weekly and the struggles that they're going through, and it, it, it helps you feel validated and supported and like you're not alone, which is exactly the reason why I'm doing this in the first place. But you also have mentioned that, you know, you still kind of want to hear from me and our updates and our struggles and our triumphs and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. And honestly, I've wanted to be sharing those things with you too. I started the podcast as sort of an extension of being a blogger for many years and sort of turning my writing into audio. And when I stopped season one of this podcast and switched to interviewing moms, it was extremely fulfilling for many reasons, and I still absolutely love it. But it was like, oh, I had this thing happen to me, and I really want to tell you guys because I feel like we're all friends here. (laughs) We're all friends here, and... We know each other. I'm starting to get to know you guys on a personal level, and and obviously you know me as well. And it just feels, it feels like family. It feels like the friends that I have been waiting for for so many years, and I hope you feel that way too. So I wanted to still share with you what we're going through, because let me tell you, we are deep in it. And most of you know this through a lot of my Instagram stories and um, just posts and and things that I've shared about the struggles we've had in the past few weeks to a month that have been like (sighs) the worst that we've seen in many years, many years, if not the worst it's ever been. And I'll get to that shortly. But, But anyway, so I'm doing these bonus episodes and they're weekly. So you're going to get, instead of four a month, you're getting eight, which is awesome. If you are listening to this, it's because I'm showing this as an example of what my bonus content is going to be like. At this point, what I'm going to do for future bonus episodes, which are either going to feature just me or any clubhouse conversations that I record, which I know I had said that that's what I was going to do originally. And to be honest, clubhouse was, is, it is a very cool app that's connected me to many, many mothers, but I, I don't know. It's not the place to hang out, so to speak much anymore. So sometimes perhaps a clubhouse conversation for sure as a bonus episode, but more than likely it's just going to be me and I'm going to be talking about my struggles and After today's, this episode, you know, this example, and after I share this with you all, um, just so you kind of get a taste of what it's going to be like, then to get future bonus episodes of myself and my story and struggle, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash on the hard days. And I have adjusted my tiers Um, I had tried Patreon before a month or so ago, and I've tweaked it a bit um, because I want to make it more accessible to more people, to more mothers. I want you to be able to tune in and get the support that you need from me. 
And if the support that you need from me is simply just the weekly show, then that is wonderful. And I am so happy to provide that for you. But some of you have expressed wanting more, more of me, more of each other, and more of my content. And so I can bring those things to you through Patreon. And so again, if you are interested in getting four extra podcast episodes a month um, and, and doubling the amount that you hear about raising out-of-the-box kids, then one of my tiers will give you that content in support of my show. So again, patreon.com slash on the hard days to, um, to get to those tiers. So I'm already thinking in my head, my gosh, I finally get to talk to you guys about me and I've got so much to say and so much to catch you up on. But in today's episode, this first one right here, this bonus episode is about Miss Seven. And I have got to tell you this story. It's both, it's, it's heartbreaking really, but it's also emotional in a, in a good way. She's just, she's so special. So today, today was a really, today was a really hard day. Today was quite possibly one of the hardest days with my son, with Mr. Seven, that we've ever had. Except for a few days ago when I <laughs> couldn't stop crying all day. That was a bad day too. He is struggling. We are, we are taking the steps. We are doing the things we're supposed to be doing. We are um, checking things off the list and crossing T's and dotting I's. But it takes time. Takes time to find what works and what is needed and how we can support and help. And I have talked to the pediatrician like every other day for the past two weeks. Tomorrow will be no exception. Um, and we're going to see what our next steps are. So just just know that we're in the process of something. And by the time you listen to this, we will have already went to this appointment. Um, but today and yesterday, we kind of gave his body a break and we wanted to just reset him before starting something new and, and moving on to whatever's next. And let's just say that that did not go well. And today was a really hard day where anger was coming out like literally every five to 10 minutes all day long. And it was explosive every time. And it just seems like, you know, he's super, he's super overstimulated and um, dysregulated and there's, it's anxiety that I can see and it's um, sensory issues seem heightened and he just, just everything, the senses are just off. Like it's just, he's just off, very, very off. I mean, we've struggled for almost eight years, but it's never been like this. I know a couple of you are probably already thinking, pans, pandas. I've had a couple moms mention that to me. We are bringing that up at the appointment tomorrow as well. So just, just know that too. And, and so today was really crazy hard and I actually did not cry today <laughs> and I'm not typically a crier, but the other day I just like could not stop crying. I was so sad at what is happening in our family right now. And I, I am sad, but I just couldn't keep it together the other day. And today, uh, I felt more like myself. I still feel sad. And, and this is just such a, 
just a sad place to live right now. And I feel bad for my other two. And I feel bad for myself. I feel bad for my husband. I feel bad for the dogs who are, especially my elderly dog, who's hiding whenever she's hearing those loud screams. And it's hard. So at one point today, in one of the probably 10 to 12 explosive moments of the day, at least, maybe more, I said that I needed a little break and I was going to go sit in the other room because I was very frustrated with some defiance that was and and hurtful, disrespectful behavior that was happening. And so I said I need a little break and I went into the living room and I sat on the couch and I breathed and took a little break. And Miss Seven is struggling. I've been mentioning that as well, but she, um, I worry about her a lot. She's an empath. She is a feeler. She just wants everybody to be happy. She actually mentioned to me, I'm skipping ahead in the story a little, but she mentioned to me today that it really stresses her out when her brothers, especially Mr. Seven, have consequences for their behavior and she doesn't have consequences because she doesn't act out. Now, to be fair, especially knowing the struggles that Mr. Seven is having, we're not just slapping consequences at him left and right because I understand that a lot of this is out of his control and he's so dysregulated and I get that. But there are certain things that he's doing where it's like we have to do something. And it's not just some random consequence. Try to go natural as, as much as possible. But it's like if if you're wanting to throw a video game controller, then you can't play video games. And that's just the consequence to that. Either way, it's she is struggling because she doesn't have consequences and they do. But that's because she's not being disrespectful, and they are, especially Mr. Seven. Mr. Four is copying him a lot right now, so it's really both of them, but it stems, obviously, from Mr. Seven. And I said to her, well, do you want consequences? Like, do you want consequences more, or do you wish they had fewer? And she said she wishes they had fewer. Like, I I totally understand that, and I had to have this honest moment with her where I said, look... Raising kids is really hard, and sometimes moms and dads have to make decisions about what we think is best, and sometimes if there's really disrespectful behavior, we've got to do something about it. I don't know. Here I'm explaining to my seven-year-old why I'm parenting the way I parent, and really, I have no idea what I'm doing because I didn't sign up to raise an out-of-the-box child. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't change it, not even a little bit, but I wasn't prepared. And I don't really think anybody could be, honestly. So anyway, that was later in our conversation. So I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden Miss Seven comes into the room with a sticky note and I have it right in front of me, so I'm going to read it to you. She gives me the sticky note. It has like a real note on it. I can't remember the last time, if ever, I've gotten like a, a real note from one of my kids. She's made me cards before, you know, I love you mommy and super sweet things, but this, this is a note. And in her cute seven-year-old handwriting, and it says, mommy, I feel so bad for you. 
dealing with Mr. Seven. It must be so hard. And it makes you sad, but it also makes me sad. But we know that he will learn not to do that. I hope you feel better. I love you. Miss Seven. I mean, <sighs> oh, like my heart, my heart hurts. So I pulled her on my lap and she cried. And I tried not to cry because that freaks her out <laughs> and that makes her cry more. And I held her and I told her how special she was and how grateful I am for her, how amazing she is. Just She just is. She is. She's been very, very stressed. And I said that to her. I said, I, I bet that watching Mr. Seven like this the past few weeks has been, has been really hard on you. And she cried and said yes. And I said, it's hard to watch him like that. I know it's hard to watch me get angry or sad or daddy get angry or sad. It's hard to watch all of it. Mr. Four is copying some of those behaviors. She's picking at her skin. We're a hot mess over here. And I just told her that I totally understood. And it is so hard. But I reminded her that, number one, most of this is not in Mr. Seven's control. And when I say most, it's because if I say none of it is, then it's almost like she has to forgive him for the way he treats her. And that doesn't feel right either, because I don't want her to just think that people can just walk all over you and you tolerate that behavior because you don't have to tolerate that behavior. At the same time, some of it really isn't in his control. He's flying off the handle every five seconds. That's, he's dysregulated and he really can't control that. So it's a, that's a hard thing to explain to a seven-year-old. Either way, I reminded her again that this is not her fault. Anything that he says or does to you in the moment of being really angry isn't true, he doesn't mean it, and it's not your fault. And she seemed like she understood that. Obviously, that's not going to cut it. But I'm just going to keep telling her over and over how wonderful she is. And then she started down this path of other things. And this is you know, a, a little more typical, I guess. She, she started to comment how sometimes Mr. Seven and Mr. Four play together and she's just really not interested in what they're playing, which is usually superheroes punching each other or whatever. Wild, typical, stereotypical boy stuff. And she is a caretaker at heart. She is a mother at heart. She is me and she just wants to take care of people. She wants to take care of Mr. Seven. When he's angry, she brings him her stuffed animal, the, the cat, you know, you know, that dirty brown gross cat. She brings that to him. And when Mr. Four says he needs help with a game, she rushes over to help. She wants to be a helper. It feels good for her to help. Mr. Seven hates being helped. Hates it. And, and absolutely shuts her down every time she attempts to take care of him or help him or soothe him or comfort him, anything. It makes him, I think, feel vulnerable, which is a hard feeling for him. 
but for her it feels right. And so she said, they, the boys play together and I just want to take care of them. And I said, well, you know, sometimes they just don't want to be taken care of. And she said, but I, that makes me happy. I want to take care of someone. Who can I take care of? The girl is dying for a baby, a baby sister specifically. Let's just say that that's not happening and the inn is full. The shop is closed, et cetera, et cetera. That's not going to happen. But she wants so badly to use her gifts and her purpose, which is taking care of other people. And where else would she use that but in our own home where nobody wants it, you know? So it kind of dawned on me. So she's in my lap and we're talking about this. And I just said, okay. I've always known, I've always been worried about her. I've been worried about her for years, years and years and years. I've been worried about her mental health. And I think there's something to be said for, for the siblings who are in a home with an out-of-the-box child who, if you're like Mr. Four, he's like, all right, you want to throw punches? Let's go. <laughs> um, which isn't necessarily good, but, but he's toughening up way faster than I want him to. And Miss Seven, who feels every emotion and just is a wreck every single time someone's yelling or there's a meltdown or whatever. And I had this moment and I was like, okay, I have a couple of ideas. And the first idea is that she starts to have playdates without her brothers. We have not crossed that bridge before. They're still young. They kind of share friends. And especially there's the fact that they're twins and they're in the same class as well. They share the same school friends. So it's, you know, it's a little tricky in terms of playdates. It's a little tricky right now. And they have great friends. And I'm so thankful for that because, you know, prior to kindergarten, we did not have friends for them unless they were family friends. And even through kindergarten, they still, especially with COVID, didn't really have them. But now in first grade, they finally do. Both of them. I'm very grateful for that. They're wonderful people to play with. But if they're always together, Miss Seven is having a hard time separating herself, like, mentally from her twin. In fact, he wants to quit piano. He needs to quit piano. And she wants to quit piano because he is. Because she can't bear the thought of two things, of going to piano and he'd be home having fun without her or, or when she brings home a little prize, that's like a dollar store prize once a month, he will be upset because he won't have one, even though he chose to quit. She can't separate herself from him, even though they are so, so different. And something like going to a play date with a friend and not having her brothers go would be a brand new thing. I think it's desperately needed. I think she absolutely needs that. She needs girl time. She is a, a girly girl. She thrives in squealing like a little piglet and hugging every girl she sees. Like that's just her way. And so she needs that. So that was step one. It's like, you need a play date. Just you. She's like, well, but Mr. Seven's going to be mad. And I remind her, he may be mad, number one. But number two, just because he's mad doesn't mean you don't get things that make you happy. And then number three, it's okay to be mad. He can be mad. That's okay. And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it, it is. It's okay for him to be upset. It's not okay for him to be disrespectful or rude or aggressive. But he can be mad. That's okay. 
So she was pleased about this. So we're going to be trying this. This is um, plan number one. I'm going to call up a few friends who have girls and say, please let her come over and just have some time with friends without her brothers. And then the second thing, and she said to me, I want to go somewhere like special with just you. And I've thought of this before. I may have even mentioned this before, but but we haven't been doing it because we've been, you know, drowning in life. But like mommy and me dates, special dates with each kid. We all know that kids do seem to thrive on, you know, one-on-one attention. I mean, who wouldn't thrive with one-on-one attention? And when you have multiple children, especially one who's a handful, it's hard to carve out that time. But this was like the, the final straw. I'm, I'm doing this, something I've been talking about for a long time because she flat out asked for it. And it's like, yes, of course. Oh my gosh, yes. In fact, let's make it monthly. Let's make it monthly. I want to go with you. It doesn't even have to be fancy. <laughs> like we could go to McDonald's and a Petco and she'd be fine with that. We'll go to a restaurant. We can go to the movies. And she was very happy about this. And I said, look, I'm I actually was going to Target anyway. That's why it was on my mind. I said, I'm going to Target and I'm going to buy a calendar for the wall. We should be having one anyway. Mr. Seven would benefit from having a calendar so that he can see dates of what's coming and when. So I said, I'm going to buy a calendar. And then when I get home, we're going to pick a date for our Miss Seven and Mommy date in the month of June. We're going to get it on that calendar and we're going to stick with it. And so she was super happy about that. And that was it. That was our conversation. It was rough. I did go to Target and I did get a calendar. And of course she wanted to to make it and she's a little future teacher. And of course, and of course, Mr. Seven had to insult her handwriting because it was messy because it was a whiteboard. And again, that's exactly what I'm talking about. This is, it's just, he's really a good kid. He's an amazing kid. He's a sensitive kid. He's acting like a bully and he's not. And we have to get him back on track. But either way, and I'm looking at him and I said, do not comment on her handwriting. She's using a whiteboard. It's super hard. She has really nice handwriting. He just, it's not even about the handwriting. He just wanted something to make her mad. Anyway, she and I picked a date and we put down, and she wrote down mommy and Miss Seven date. And then about a half hour later, I realized she picked Father's Day. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh boy, yeah, we're, we're not going to be able to use this date. We're going to have to change it. But we did. We picked another date, and it's on the calendar. It is happening. I cannot back out. I cannot be too tired, too drained, too worried about leaving the boys home. You know, Mr. Seven is a stage five clinger to me lately. Um, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, and it's going to be a monthly thing, and she, she deserves this and she deserves me and she deserves to feel happy and safe and that's that's what had me crying the other day <laughs> was the fact that I'm I was worried I am worried that I'm creating well I keep saying that let me take that back because I'm not creating anything worried that my home is a place of trauma of unrest of something that they'll all remember when they're older about their childhoods, that we had a loud home because one of our children 
had massive meltdowns all the time. That it was a lot of running back and forth and putting out dumpster fires and and I don't want them to remember this. And if 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 they do, I just want them to remember that each of them are so perfect as they are. I don't want them to resent each other. I don't it's just so hard. I know you get it. I know you get it, but it's it's just really hard. Um so so today Miss 7 and I made a plan. She's going to start with some play dates. So if you're listening to this and I know you in real life, I'm calling you up. Please take my daughter. And she and I are going to have a once a month. I'd love it to be more than that, but you know, I I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can. Oh, so for now, a once a month special date for her and I. No boys. No boys allowed. And that's the plan. So I I just want to thank you guys again for for everything for supporting me, for such kind words over the last few weeks regarding Mr. Seven. It's, I'm so, so glad that I've met you, that I know you. If you're listening to this and I haven't met you yet, please, please, please send me a DM so we can connect and chat. If you enjoyed this bonus episode and you think that you like this type of content in addition to the weekly mothers that I bring on, then by going to patreon.com slash on the hard days, you can sign up to get a weekly bonus episode. So essentially each month, instead of just the regular four, you're going to get four more that are going to be just like this, where it's just me and I'm sharing how things are going and where we're at and reflecting on my own story and struggle. I appreciate so, so much that any, any and all support that you have given me since the start. Can you believe I started this only in January? It feels like it's been years. So it's a really good feeling. So thanks, guys. I will be back with another bonus episode for those who um, would like them. And I'll talk to you soon.